Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I'm Tamala Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the ninth episode of Codependent Me Podcast. I am Tamala Shaw, and today I want to talk about adult children of alcoholics. That is what I am. Uh, Both of my parents were alcoholics, and so that kind of led me into being codependent. So I figured that would be a great conversation for us to have. So an adult children of alcoholic is a person who grew up in a home with parents or a parent who abused alcohol and their home environment was, I guess I'll say unpredictable or dysfunctional. When you were a child, you most likely couldn't depend on the parent. There was most likely chaos, arguments. You just kind of would disappear in the background. I know I did. Uh, Children of alcoholics don't really get their emotional needs met. So it alters their behavior as an adult. They have to set aside their feelings in order to survive. So they don't show fear. They don't show sadness, anger, any of that. And what we're, what we're missing is the tools for healthy relationships. And so that gives us these, these feelings, I guess I'll say. It gives us these feelings when we become adults we find ourselves with what they call a laundry list of behaviors. And you'll find that some of these behaviors are similar to codependent behaviors. Uh, So I'm going to read the list to you guys just to kind of make you familiar with it. We either become alcoholics, marry them, or find other addictions such as becoming a workaholic. Uh, We feel guilty when we try to stand up for ourselves We may be addicted to chaos. We confuse love and pity and tend to love people that we can pity and rescue. We have low self-esteem. And this is not everyone. This is just, you know, some people may find these things. We stuff our feelings from traumatic childhood issues. To avoid being hurt, we may isolate or disassociate ourselves. Uh, We inhibit our fear by staying deadened and numb, like nothing really affects you. You just won't let any feelings in. We hate people who play the victim and beg to be rescued because we didn't have those options. We act as if we're nothing like the dependent people who raised us. That is deep. If you recognize some behavior, then maybe you can, you know, start working toward finding healthier ways to deal with certain situations. Now, one thing being an adult child of alcoholics, uh, you may have to do is reparent yourself. And reparenting is when you give your adult self what you didn't receive when you were a child. A big one for me was protection. I never really felt protected. And it was because I was the eldest So I had a lot of responsibilities. So it wasn't anybody really there to take care of me or what I felt as though was to protect me. 
Parents are supposed to teach their children how to have healthy relationships, how to communicate, have boundaries, unconditional love, how to manage their emotions. And sometimes when you're having an, a, you know, a parent with an addiction, you're, you're lacking these things because they don't have time to give it to you because they probably don't have it themselves or know it themselves. So if you find yourself where you know that you're a child of an addict and it's certain things that you're missing, you definitely have to take control of your life and start to do things for you, like the reparenting. I suggest you find yourself a counselor or a program that works for you. Some of the things that I suggest that you can do is number one, be truthful about your experience. You gotta really flat foot look at yourself and say, this is what I've gone through. This is what I'm doing. This is where I need to be. And this is what I need to do to get there. So be truthful about your experience. You know, if you were hurt, you know, just even just to yourself, be truthful. Ask yourself what you need. Give yourself some self-validation. Do the work to affirm your feelings. Trust yourself because you matter. Remember, I say it all the time, you matter. So whatever it takes for you to get to the place of health, do it. Be sure to regulate your emotions because, you know, when when you're in that hurt place, you're all over the place. Uh, So be able to talk to people. You know, one big thing for me when it was time for me to really sit down and talk to my mom, you know, I really had to sit down and really figure out how I was going to talk to her because you don't know how that person's going to respond. And you're already feeling afraid. I mean, I was, you know, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And, you know, when it's a parent, you love them. You don't want to hurt their feelings. So I had to sit down and say, well, what's the best way for her to hear me? I don't want her to be offended. I don't want her to be hurt. I just want to be able to get my feelings out so that I can move forward. Because you can only work on you. You cannot work on the next person. You have to find a way to comfort yourself. You know, it might be meditation. Remember, when you go through things, especially as a child, you have triggers. So find a way to comfort yourself. For me, another thing that I do is I plant my feet on the floor and take deep breaths. Some people count. They count to a certain number over and over and over until they're calm. Find healthy coping skills that work for you. Make sure you work on your boundaries. You know, we're big on boundaries. (laughs) Journal, if you need to, if that works for you, write down your feelings. Maybe that, you know, is a way for you to breathe. Do your self-love. Do something nice for yourself. Take yourself out. If you're able to talk to a person and you didn't get emotional, take yourself out. If you needed to go out and scream into a pillow and you did it, go get your nails done. Women and and men too, go get your nails done. (laughs) Uh, One thing in a workshop that I had that I asked people to do, I asked them to write a letter to the little person within. Apologize to that little person about the things that they had to deal with, the things that they had gone through. But also let them know it's not their fault and let them know that they survived. Because if they didn't survive, you wouldn't be writing the letter. So understand 
that writing the letter to yourself, the small person, is really helping you grow up. I mean, and it's it's very freeing. You're going to find yourself purging a lot because you'll write down those things. You know, when you're writing to that, you know, little person, that little person will rise up in you and you'll be able to get certain things out that you've probably had bottled up. So free yourself, allow yourself permission to get those things out so that you can become better, so that you can learn to have healthy relationships. You can, you know, possibly have amends to people who you may have not treated the best because you didn't know any better. Uh, Maybe you can possibly have conversations with your parents. I was blessed because my mother was willing to listen. All parents are not. And if they're not, it's okay. You just have to forgive and keep it moving because you're forgiving for you, not for them. So with all of that being said, I hope that that helps you understand a little bit more about what a child of an alcoholic is. And if you need more information, you can go to adultchildren.org. It gives you a lot of information about the ACOA. And it gives you, because they have their 12-step program, their 12 12 traditions. That was hard to get out. Um, And all of the things that we have in CODA, they also have. So you, please understand, if you're going to one meeting, you can go to 15 meetings. Whatever it takes to, you know, holistically make you healthy is what you need to do. And I have a wonderful treat coming up. My mother is back. And we're going to talk about being an adult child of an alcoholic because she was actually an ACOA as well. And I'm an ACOA. So we're going to talk a little bit and here comes that interview. Thank you guys so much for listening. Here comes me and mommy. All right, guys, we're back. Today's episode was about adult children of alcoholics. So being that today, Last week, not today, but last week was my mother's ninth year anniversary of her sobriety. I thought it would be fantastic to ask her back to the Codependent Me podcast. (laughs) Hey, Ma. Hello. For those of you who know my mom, this is Gail Shaw. Um, Those of you who don't, we'll let you know a little bit about her. Um, Mom, you are what we would call a four-timer. Yes. And will you explain to the people what a four-timer is? A four-timer is I'm an alcoholic. I'm an adult child of an alcoholic. My grandfather was an alcoholic. And my great-grandfather was an alcoholic. So it's four Four generations. generations. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Well, we celebrated big this past weekend. Yes, we did. Because we are so, so, so very proud that you are continuing to be so successful in this journey. I know it's not easy. It's not. But I do want to ask you, what is it that you do that allows you to continue to be uh, successful? Thus, you know, right now. Yeah. For the most part, just to remember where I was. The different, you know, different things that happen in life where... It's a lot of things that have happened to me since I've been sober 
that had I still been drinking, it would have the things that I've, the things that happened would have happened differently. To just say um, an example would be if I didn't get a promotion or something didn't go the way I wanted it to go, then I would go have a drink, and then you get drunk, and then you make things worse than they were already. Mm-hmm. So now I make better choices. Um, I deal with life head on right. with, a, with a sober head and just deal with life the way life is instead of making myself, I mean, instead of drinking and trying Swallowing to forget, trying trying to to forget the problems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, because it, it's, it's wonderful that you're, you said that because some people, they eat. It's, it's almost like it's emotional. Okay. I am an emotional eater. Okay. So when I'm stressed, disappointed, or anything, I might go and grab burgers and, you know, all the things that I don't, re- that's not really good for me. Okay. I, so I have to be cognizant to say, I know you have these cravings, but is it because you're stressed? Is it your anxiety? Or is it because you just really want that? So for you, not not saying that eating is is anything like you know alcoholism. I'm just trying to make people understand different cravings right. that you may have. Okay. So yours was, I'll use this excuse to drink. Right. I'll use this excuse. You know, whether it, like you said, it could be a promotion. It could be you know, right. or, or lack disapp- thereof, or a disappointment. Anything, any or reason. Or the celebration of. Oh, that's true. I mean, you, that's what daddy talked about. Right. You, you have every reason you have all different reasons to drink. I mean, all every reason I woke up, I went to sleep, you know, yeah. everything would be a reason to drink. That's awesome. Oh, well, it's not awesome, but you know, <laughs> so, someone um, told me the other day that cause they, they listened to the last uh, podcast and they were like, so both of your parents were alcoholics. And I'm like, yeah, they're both recovering alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And they said, they literally said, that's so cool. <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't think you felt that way well. growing up. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty dope now. But, but yeah. you know, growing up was like, it's interesting. No, it was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> right. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Daddy. Okay. I know that there are a lot of people out there listening that are fresh in recovery trying to figure out if they can recover and those out there that may be going through their struggle and trying to make that decision. They could be making it right now. What would you tell someone to keep them going? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is to never forgive up. Just continue. If you fall off the wagon, get up the next morning, start all over. Um, Sponsors come to mind for me. Well, if you have to, a lot of people, they don't really, I know we hadn't talked about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, if you're having that troubled time, mm-hmm. you need to call someone. Right. You need to call someone to pull you, you know, from the edge. That's true. Um, make sure you go to your AA meetings. Uh, get any literature on um, alcohol. Get the big book. Mm. The big book is the AI. It's the AA's Bible, and we've got a big book for codependency as well, guys. <laughs> plug, <laughs> plug, yeah. <laughs> um, 
just and once you just make the decision that this is what you want to do and this and you're tired of living the way you live, then just do what you can to get sober. Like I said, the meetings, sponsor, big book, reading, any books that you can get on alcoholism, any you can there's free pamphlets at the AA meetings. So it's just, I mean, it, it's... It's free pamphlets on the websites now. It, well, see. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, especially now with everything that was going on with the pandemic. That's I mean, true. They've really made everything accessible online. So Good definitely bad. take advantage. Right, because they have the AA meetings on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Got codependent me, um, I mean, codependent meetings on Zoom, too, y'all. Sorry. I mean, it is a codependent me podcast, but we're just talking about adult children about right, right now. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it all goes hand in hand. Addiction is addiction. So we're all going to love on each other and read our books and literature and all of that good stuff. So, well, anything else you want to add for the people, Mama? That's it. It's just I'm happy to be sober. I'm very, very happy. Nine years. Grateful for my family that have always stood behind me. So that's important as well, to have people in your life that love you and can take care of and help you get through this. Amen. You know, now one thing, when when she talked about it being cool, the one thing that I thought was interesting is that you, Daddy talked about how you helped him get sober. Mm-hmm. And he's in his 30th-ish years of sobriety. Right. And you, even though you were sober before him, you've had more struggles. And that's why I explained when I said earlier, don't stop. Never give Absolutely. up. Absolutely. It, it would have been 30 more. I mean, it would have been more than his. But it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Nine. What matters is today. But right. I just want people mm-hmm. to know that continue to help people. Yes. And even if you fall off the wagon, yes. get back on. Yes. It does not matter. It doesn't. You, if you fall, just get up. Yes. It's going to be okay. Yes. So thank you for joining me again. I love it. This is enjoy- I'm enjoying it. I really enjoy it. Excellent, excellent. And if you need any information about adult children of alcoholics, you can go to adultchildren.org. Or if you need any codependency information, you can go to coda.org. Next week, we have a special guest. It's one of my good friends. Well, good one of my good coda friends, Natalie. And... I want you guys to remember that you matter and your story matters. Take care and we'll see you next time. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.